Good morning, everybody. I'm recording this on a very cloudy morning. I am so deeply aware right now of all the aspects of life weaving in and out of our shared existence and time together and this um, dance of time, this deepening of our relationship with time that so many of us are going through, right? We have this day after day monotony, and yet there's this sweetness in the simplicity, and yet there's an overwhelm in the inbox, and yet there's food and earth and just an entire experience of what it means to be human right now. This pause, this slowdown, this COVID, this pandemic. I have students in my classes who have um, tested positive, who are managing their health um, and at, a, at, a, at AU, not in Lola per se, and being present with the illness as they're taking these classes being cared for by roommates and family members that they have been caring for, this um, connection to neighbors and conversations and walking in neighborhoods and yet fire and burning and riots and shootings and death rates increasing, murder rates increasing. There is so much alive right now. I want to start, officially start with this, these words from my Kohenet prayer book that were really powerful for me this morning. Tree of life, you are seared stump and seed, weaver and stoneworker. You spin the thread of life and carve the channel through to death. Womb of ice and sun, you scatter snow and melt the fish ponds. Gate and boundary, you are a door to the stars and a wall between atoms. You are the dance floor and the eulogy. From umbilical cord to umbilical cord, you weave. You are the skin we wrap around our hollows, and you are the marrows of our bones. You are the infused oil of memory and the blood that forgets again, again, again. You flow through us when we bathe the child and dip the bride and wash the dead. In all the worlds, we say your names. This piece to me, this, this honoring, this praising of the tree of life, that it's actually the first official prayer, um, blessing, honoring, really a deep honoring that starts the Kohenet prayer book, the Sidor. Um, you don't have to be Jewish or religious or anything. You don't have to believe anything to feel the power of the words on that page, right? This, the visuals from birth to death, from washing the bodies to the stumps, to the weavers. And so weaver, weaver, weaving, those are the words that keep coming through my dreams, my life, while I personally am just navigating all of these interests and threads and watching them come together. I had a conversation with my son this morning about inner voice and intuition and about using it to help align deeply with um, 
some things he was talking about with some of his online games. And then also just in general, just talking about what does that feel like to you? Where have you noticed that? Where have you listened to your inside voice? Where have you not? And what did you notice? And now that he's nine, we're able to have some of these deeper conversations, not such, not so many of the shallow ones that we were having before. Um, and just starting to plant the seeds around this. But I kept thinking, you know, this is our version of inner voice work that Milo and I are having around um, online games or this one video game he plays that he loves. And we talked about why some parents wouldn't love it. And, um, and then using sort of inner voice to guide what's right for you and what's not right for you and how to practice that and how other people are always going to try to tell you what's right and what's wrong for you. Um, and how problematic that can be. So I'm bringing this up because there's the internal deepening of sacred ritual, practice, ceremony that right now is 100% grounding my life and ability to study and work and parent and mother and wife and live and create and be fully present during an extremely intense time. So these grounding rituals that are part of my personal practice, and that looks different every day, um, and is really guided by my inner voice, is allowing me to see clearly when the opening comes for the conversation with my son that is not preachy and is not reactive. It's just heart to heart. And I've noticed with him this when we're both, our nervous systems are calm and we feel supported, there's just this really deep connection that arises and it's short and sweet and doesn't have to be long. And it feels very powerful. Like I can feel things taking root in his energy system and his psyche when we're able to talk that way and listen to each other. He's been getting up really early. And so we've had this these time together in the morning too. We've been putting our legs up the couch and laying on the floor and snuggling the dog and just talking. And he, this morning he came down, he said, can we do our couch snuggle talk? Um, and so he had told me a few weeks ago that he doesn't really trust teachers. Um, he doesn't feel, a, he said, I don't feel a special connection to teachers in schools the way I feel a special connection with you. And that helps me feel safe. And this idea of safety, this idea of deep soul resonance, of awareness and presence. Like I have had moments in the past few weeks that have been unsteady and unstable and felt out of control with an emotion or something that arises. And it just, there's so much shame still left in my body when I do that. I can really feel it. And so I'm learning and practicing daily. What does that line look like now when the season is changing? How are my Ayurvedic practices need to change and shift as the seasons change? What does our home need to do? You know, changing out summer things for fall and winter things, cleaning and decluttering. So we have space to really have our home as a sacred, sacred place this fall and winter. If we're going to be here all the time together, we really value coziness. So what does that look like? And just prioritizing our care, not outer expectations. And that is a practice. And so I notice when I prioritize outer expectations or I'm 
in dialogue with myself that's not in a good place, it's either too critical or I'm expecting too much out of myself, I go right, you know, to taking it out on them because they're he they're here. And I'm not getting that discharge and that communal release that I used to get from our group yoga classes and that kind of thing. So I'm wondering how this lands with you in your nervous system, in your mind-body practices. Like how are you able to really pause and see clearly in your life right now who needs space? The the whole idea of my biz, your biz, and God's biz has come up so much in the past month as everybody is navigating choices and decisions for their family, um, as unemployment, as things are closing, as people are financially unstable. Um, I am noticing that people around me who are deeply hurting, that's their biz. And I am minding my own biz and not trying to amesh with them. And so for different relationships, that looks different in terms of boundaries and communication. Um, saying things like, I don't have the bandwidth for that right now, or I am not able to be in communication with you right now, or even quietly just backing away so that I can take care of my own energy field and aura and space and presence. Um, and when I do that, I notice that I'm able to read the other person um, and give them the space they need, right? Because it's not about me and I don't need to be up all in their biz. So I think this is a really important practice to keep, use, to keep um, honing so that you don't drain your energy. You don't need to be worried about what everybody else is doing right now. Focus on your current state, your home, your lifestyle routines, and let that guide you, let your inner voice guide you and weave you throughout the archetypes. What are you being called to? What do you want to call in? There has been a lot of, you know, if you notice that you're constantly trying to know somebody else's thing, or I'm curious about this, or I want to know this, or, you know, in other people's business, back off, give yourself some space. This part of the Hebrew calendar, we're ending Elul and moving towards Rosh Hashanah, moving towards the new year in this next new moon cycle. And it is a time of deep reflection. What do you want to call in? What do you want to vision? How do you want to dream for your life? And I really want to challenge you to do this work now. I know you're home a lot. I know you're on Zoom all the time and working a ton and, you know, not having necessarily your normal routine. But what if you could dream your future? What if you could do some visioning for your relationships and your, your um, compassionate, heartful relationships and the kind of life? Like, Can you still, even during this time, practice crafting your own life, like life design, life crafting? It's a really powerful time to do that. In one of our Kohenet classes, we were talking about this phrase, we create our world as we blank, blank, dot, dot, dot. So I create as I speak. We create our world as we love. We create our world as we breathe. We create our world as we dance. We create our world as we sing, as we move, as we transform, as we embrace, as we envision as we trust, as we let go, we create our world as we rest. So 
today, I just want to remind everybody that there is no other time than now. This is the time. This is our tree of life. This is the moment that's calling for us. And it is up to us to fill our own cup, to listen to our inner voice, to untangle ourselves from um, anything that is not no longer for us. And that might be a job, a relationship, a city. People are uprooting, are leaving, are moving home, are leaving home, are having new relationships, are leaving relationships. This is a time of transition, of change. And I'm reminding you that you are strong enough and brave enough and courageous enough and loving enough to handle it. And what if your morning prayer, your morning blessing, your when you awake in the morning, you just fill yourself with gratitude for your awareness of a gratitude practice, of appreciation? Study something, play something, dance something, move something. You know, how can you be more in your body and in your life? Even if it's day after day, even if we're in timelessness, even if there's little kids running around, even if your heart hurts because your babies just went off to college, even if you had a miscarriage, even if you have no children, even if you are living alone, what does your current version of your story look like? Because it's not over. And there's so much I'm hearing about people. It feels like they're giving up. It feels like they're burnt out. And sometimes it feels like there's not hope in their heart that they can create something different. And I, I just truly believe that we all can. We can all start again right now in this breath, in this moment, with this fire, with this laundry, <laughs> with these bills. Everything is sacred. Nothing is left out of this experience of living until you take your last breath and then it's no more. So we have this time together. I'll be not doing podcasts for a while, probably. I'm just really listening to my inner voice as to when I have something to say and when I don't. But knowing that I'm moving into the season of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur um, in that portal. I probably will not be, but maybe I will. So always reach out if you have any comments, questions, feedback, or concerns. And in the meantime, take good care of your head, your heart, your body, your loved ones, and most importantly, yourself.